0: Hi everyone and welcome to our first official episode of the Neha and Nathan show.
1: Perfect, you said yeah. it perfect. Right.
0: Um, yeah, so in today's episode, we'll get straight into it. We're going to be talking about mental health, um, dealing with mental health in the Asian community yeah. and then some of the struggles that come with that and then how to overcome that and deal with it and yeah. uh, get the support for it. Because I think people always say it but it's such like a, such an important topic to talk about.
1: Definitely. And
0: mental health problems are increasingly growing um and increasingly getting like more difficult to deal with so I think it'll be a good discussion today
1: definitely um I kind of want to start off with talking about the stigma around mental health within the D C community yeah and how a lot of people unfortunately they're not encouraged to speak up about it and I think that comes with the whole ideology that if you're suffering with bad mental health um it shows that you're weak it shows yeah. that you're struggling right which I completely understand that but I think it's very, very important to understand that if you're struggling with your mental health, it doesn't make you weak. Yeah. You know, we all deal with some sort of mental health issues, you know, whether it be for a long period of time or short periods of time. Everyone goes through it. We all go through it. Do you know
0: what? Because yeah, you're right. Everyone, well, it's a, it's a common thing, isn't it? You hear like, oh, I'll be weak if I discuss this problem that I'm of having. Course. Where do you think that come, came from? Like, who? Where, where do you think that stemmed from? Do you think it's like a specifically, maybe like a DESI community thing or... Look at the
1: way he said desi. It's desi.
0: Oh, my God. Can you allow it? I'm kind (laughs) of whitewashed, so you have to allow that. But you know what I meant.
1: Of course. So Um, what do you think,
0: though? Do you think, like, do you think it is a...
1: I think with a lot of people, they feel like when they talk about their problems or if they talk about that they're struggling, um, it's kind of like, oh, my God, you know, they don't want to put their struggles out there, Hmm. okay? And one thing that I've kind of discussed with, you know, a lot of my colleagues, friends, is that when you talk about your problems, it means that you're suffering at that time, but then you're also making someone else suffer. That's the kind of right, stigma yeah, around yeah. it, is that if said, I'm having a problem... you mean like problem, you're burdening someone? Yeah, you're burdening yeah, yeah. someone, of course. And, you know, I think that's, it's a very horrible thing to have to go through yourself, like thinking, oh, if I speak up about my problem, like I'm going to burden my friend or I'm going to burden my parents or I'm going to burden my family members mm. because they're people that could potentially really, really help you. Yeah. But I think the emphasis is on, in the Desi community, a lot of parents don't understand mental health problems. Right. And a lot of friends, even, they don't empathise with you. So I think it be- makes people become more closed off. They don't want to talk about it because they feel like people aren't going to understand, yeah. people are going to think that they're weak, and they're not going to be able to get the support that they need, right? Yeah. And I think it becomes a massive issue when we feel like we can't talk about our problems mm. because even with with you, sometimes you'll say to me, oh yeah, you know, I don't really like to talk about things, but when I make you afterwards, you always say to me, oh, I'm glad we had that discussion. Yeah, it does
0: feel better, but it's it's so it's so hard to get over that initial feeling of, of like- Of
1: course, it's very oh, overwhelming.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think going back to the point you made about um, parents not really getting it, yeah. I think that's a big thing that you hear all the time. And it's no like, disrespect to those guys because like, speaking you know like first generation parents they definitely. went through so much to move over to the UK and like yeah just there's, there's a massive culture shift there's they, mm-hmm. they went through so many things that we'll never understand yeah and I think that's what's made them so tough yeah Um but in this day and age there's like a whole new set of problems people have to deal with
1: definitely and
0: there's certain situations whether that be like being being the first in your family to go to uni and parents not understanding the stresses that come with that. Um, Having a full-time job and balancing uni, like family problems, new social problems with social media, that's a whole thing in itself, right? There's so many things that just um, Asian parents won't really get. And because of that, it can be very difficult to like approach them and ask them for help. Even though my parents are both very, very understanding and caring and kind, I still feel like, one, I'd be burdening them, going going to them with the problem um and secondly just like they wouldn't know how to help it's better much better off for me to go to you or a yeah, friend yeah. um than to go to them and i think another point that um is that they they always have this thing of like we had it tougher yeah, like, yeah definitely you know I mean? we had it tougher than you guys yeah.
1: because a lot of a lot of our parents <coughs> they they have come from places which you know, they really had to start from the bottom with everything in their lives. English was not their first language. They've come over to the UK. And even if they're born and bred in the UK, a lot of these people, you know, our parents, they feel like mental health is something that, you know, they think it's not a thing. Like, I'm going to give you guys an example.
0: Yeah, do that, that'll
1: help. So... If you was to break your leg or if you was to break your arm, right? right. What's the first thing that we would do? We're not just going to sit at home. Go to the hospital. Go to the hospital, go and speak to a doctor. They'll you know. say, can get a
0: paracetamol and some Vicks. Yeah,
1: but <laughs> with mental health, why is it that we,
0: you know, oh, okay. if you
1: say, oh, okay, I'm struggling with my mental health, why is it not, let's go see a doctor or let's go see a therapist or let's talk about it. Mm. It's always like, read Quran or, you know, pray more <laughs> yeah. or, which... I'm not saying at all that you should not pray and that yeah. you should not read Qur'an because that's an amazing thing in itself. Cool, yeah, yeah. But you still need to seek help. And because it's kind of brushed under the rug, a lot of people suffer in silence. But unfortunately, suffering in silence, it's not just going to affect you because mm. you're going to bottle up a lot of emotions, a lot of things that you're struggling with, and you're not never going to heal from them things, right? So you're going to project that onto a lot of other people. Now, I think with our parents and the older generation, because they had a lot of their own struggles and they never spoke about it and they never opened up about it. They've projected that onto their children, right? And then a lot of us, we can't talk about our feelings. We can't talk about our problems and we struggle to talk about our mental health. But then what I want to really do is break these, you know, boundaries yes. and get people to talk more about their mental health otherwise we're gonna continue it's to, just gonna be a generational yeah, thing
0: and it's never go, it's we gonna need be to a never break the thing. cycle we really need right. to break
1: the cycle with it we need to encourage people that it's okay to struggle mm. it's okay not to be okay like yeah, you said it fully
0: is it fully is
1: you know you don't have to be 100 percent all the time yeah. but talking about your problems is you know a good way to try and deal with it. Step number one. Step number one, definitely. So what would you
0: say then? Um, Oh, but just to make a point, because you were saying um, about parents not getting it and things like that. Yeah. And I feel like just to like counter that, maybe because if I was to place myself in their shoes and think, why don't they get it? Yeah. You know, me with my psychology background, (laughs) you know, always thinking like that. Yeah. But maybe that's just because we're dealing with, like I said before, a whole set of new problems that they just don't even know about. So for them, it's like they can't comprehend that oh they're going through this like yeah. in the same way the physical health is like it's something you can see you can see yeah. a broken leg broken definitely. arm you can't see mental anxiety health. and depression yeah. and all these other mental health problems yeah. and that just makes it like a hundred times harder so I think if we if we say okay what's like maybe a solution mm-hmm. go to if you feel like you can't go to your family mum mm-hmm. and dad whatever go to a friend first yeah I think that's like the biggest thing
1: definitely and I, I'd just like to add in there that you know we're not saying that when you talk about things, automatically things are going to get better because I've got a lot of friends who have opened up to their parents Mm -hmm. and who have said, look, I am really struggling with my mental health. And the response they've kind of had is, what have you got to be worried about? You have a roof over your head. You have a car. You know, what I want to say is that just because you might have everything in your life that is a necessity doesn't mean that you're content and doesn't mean that you're happy. Um, I remember a specific time in my life. It was after we just finished first year of uni and my mental health had been very bad for the last six months prior to that. Mm -hmm. Throughout the summer, I was constantly posting on my Snapchat. I was posting on Instagram. I was getting dressed up to go out with the girls. First year of uni, summer. Um, And I was, you know, I went to London with the girls. It was my first break with the girls. It was really, really good. (laughs) And everyone that was looking into my life at that moment was probably thinking, yo, she's she's having a really good time. Like, And I was screaming hot gill summer all these (laughs) things. But on the inside, I remember we'd gone out in London and we'd got back to the hotel. And oh my God, I just wanted to cry. Like, I just wanted to, I felt like I was breaking down. Really? But nobody else knew that. Mm. And Alhamdulillah, I have friends in my life, Yasmin and Shaleen, both of them. Shout out. Yeah, shout out (laughs) to you because they really looked after me and they were like, look, it's okay. Like, you know what? post your pictures, you look good, you're having a good time, but let's talk about it, you know, what's going on, like, how are you feeling?
0: You had that support.
1: I had that support, whereas a lot of other people, they don't have that support, because their friends think, oh yeah, she's out having a good time, or she's, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're okay, right? And I think it's really important to yeah, you can talk about your problems, but it's about sharing them with people who are going to be understanding. Mm. Because sometimes if you're talking to people who are not going to understand where you're coming from, it can make you feel worse. And I think that's where a lot of people don't talk about it because they've had previous experiences where they might have opened up and it's not helped helped at all. So then they think, okay, this doesn't help me. So I'm not going to go into it. Mm. That's kind of, do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right. It's just having, because I feel like most of us, especially me and you, we're like really blessed to have, such a strong like support network good good set of friends yeah the best set of friends who can you can do that and I suppose for like I don't I don't know what I'd say to someone who maybe feels like they don't have that um it's such a it's such a difficult like problem isn't it like if someone feels like I can't even go to a friend like Mm -hmm. what would you even say to them
1: but this is the thing though I feel like because there's not enough education out there about mental health it's kind of like Oh, if someone's struggling with their mental health, like do you, like a lot of people won't believe them as well. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, you, you're around the wrong people. Yeah. You're, you're definitely around the wrong people because I was, I really? went through uh, a period in my life where I was definitely around the wrong people and they didn't understand where I was coming from. And if someone is going through that, I would say, you know what? Your friends are not your friends yeah. and you need to get out of that toxic yeah. environment.
0: So let's talk about that then. Like, How did you, did you like come to like a realization that, this group of people is not good for me. Like how did you how did you clock on like?
1: I think it was just constantly with me I'm very self aware of myself. Yeah. So when I feel that energy is off or if I'm feeling a certain type of way about people, I'm I'm very aware of it. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I will just remove myself from that situation. That's good. But I think because my mental health was so bad Mm. during that period in my life, I couldn't clock on that these people are bad for me, yeah. and i couldn't understand um like I thought they were my friends, right, yeah. but then I kind of broke down, spoke to my parents about it, and they basically <clears throat> removed me out of certain situations right so. When I kind of stepped away and I started working on myself and my own mental health, I realised, okay, you know what, these people are no good for me, I need to cut them out. But I had people in my life at the same time who were very good for me. And, you know, we we kind of worked things out. There is always someone that is going to listen to you, right? It might be a stranger, it might be, you know, just someone that you meet, people will listen and you will find someone who you know, is willing to help you. Who cares? and cares? Yeah, who cares? And that's the thing. I think a lot of people think people don't care. Like if I tell them about this problem, they're not going to care. They're they don't wrong. give it. Yeah, but someone will. And you really need to try to find that person for yeah. yourself that you can rely on for emotional support. Yeah.
0: Just think like how relatable it is. It, everyone goes through it. Of course. And even if it's not, you know, people like don't have it bad, right? Yeah. Um, in like quotation marks, right? Everyone has off days, like We all every- do. So when you when you want to talk about it and when you should talk about it, every single person can relate. Definitely. So that's that's like I feel like a good reminder. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you're not experiencing something that no one else has gone through before. It's something that um someone can understand and you can have a chat with and yeah. I feel like that that's like the first step to Definitely. making you feel a bit better about Definitely.
1: it. Definitely. I think also it's actually accepting it yourself because yeah. I've spoken to a few different lads yep. who have... And it's very clear that they're suffering with very bad mental health. Right. But, unfortunately, they didn't want to accept it themselves that they were, because there's a stigma around, oh, I have to be a man, and of I course, have to, yeah. you know, be a, a certain type of way. I'm not supposed to talk about my feelings or anything like that.
0: And I can't lie. Sometimes I, f- I do feel that yeah. pressure yeah, a little definitely. bit. And we've discussed Mo- that. Yeah, most. I think most guys do. It's just that, that that whole thing of, like, you have to man up. You have yeah. to just take it on the chin, deal with yeah, it, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's not good. It's, not, it's good. not good. It
1: is not good at all because, do you know what? You actually mm. end up hurting other people. When your mental health is bad and you're not willing to accept that it's bad and mm. you're not willing to help yourself about it, you're going to hurt other people. And I've been in them situations yeah. in my life where people I really, really cared about completely pushed me away because... Mm. It's always
0: the people closest, the ones yeah, that you love that get hurt. That get
1: hurt. And then it affects them and then you cause them trauma. Mm. But that's another thing. My... The point with this is, if you are a man listening to this podcast, Mm -hmm. I really need you to know that talking about how you feel doesn't make you any less of a man. I personally think you're so brave for speaking up about it because of the stigmas around it, because of how the Distic community perceives mental health. For you to actually say, you know what, I'm struggling. You know what, I have this problem at this moment in time. You know what, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Whether you're a man or a woman, it takes a lot to actually open up about these things 100 percent. so you know what if you do that you're very very brave
0: yeah you're right it's it's i think long gone i like the whole days of like being hyper masculine and yeah just putting on this front it doesn't i feel like that's just which is a good thing it's yeah. less and less becoming a thing yeah. nowadays and as it should be um men i think i don't even know what the stats are but like Men do, like, really bad. I should have maybe checked it before we started the podcast. But, like, the, the rates of, like, depression and suicide rates amongst men is, like, so high. Yeah. And it's just, it's, like, sad. Really it's sad to awful. think about. Yeah. Because,
1: but this is the thing, though. Like, I've kind of, so, from high school to college, yeah. I didn't really interact with many many guys no surprise um shut up for personal reasons guys (laughs) (laughs) reasons guys but i didn't really interact with many men um and the men in my family alhamdulillah they're very very good at communicating that's so good. i was kind of brought up in an environment where right, right i get you where like it was
0: always talked it about was yeah. mental
1: health and yeah. you know how you're feeling and issues that you're having we we always spoke about them yeah. we always have these little family meetings when my dad comes home from work and you know if there's been a problem or you know we'll all sit down and say okay how can we solve this where are we really? gonna go that's from so, here
0: you know that's almost unheard of in in our community
1: but i love that because yeah. You know, I've had my own mental health struggles. You know, Mm. my my siblings also have had their own mental health struggles. And we sit down and we actually can have a conversation about it. And I'm very, very blessed in that way. But where i kind of started seeing more about mental health was when i got to uni right. and um i'd met a few different lads on my course and mm. um at uni just in general and just friends and, of friends yeah, yeah. and when i saw that they were struggling with their mental health and they were unable to talk about it it was so foreign to me mm. because i i always un- was you under the impression the- that you know men and women were the same in that sense and they would speak about their feelings and whatever but then i didn't know really? so it was very it was a very hard concept for me to understand cuz I had a lot of people push me away because they weren't able to yeah. you know talk about their feelings. And the impact on that for me was awful because it made me think like, Oh, why are they not comfortable enough talking to me about it? But it's because it was foreign to me. Yeah. Because I had always ha- had like all the guys in my life feel very natural speaking to me about yeah. these things. So it was really weird. And that's where I kind of looked into mental health more because I wanted to see like why people struggle and what Mm. it is about it. And the more I spoke to people about it, the more I realized that the older generation just don't accept that mental health is a health issue. They just think of it as you're just having a bad day, get
0: over it, Yeah, yeah. which I hate. I think another problem where like mental health issues can like come from is from like this whole, and this is really, really a big thing in the Asian community is like constantly being compared yeah. To, like, siblings, f- other family members. Yeah. Just literally anyone. Like, yeah. any person that I think Asian parents can point the finger to. Th- yeah. There's always, like, a comparison being made.
1: Yeah. And
0: obviously, like, everyone is unique and everyone is an indivi- in individual. Yeah. They shouldn't ever be compared to others. Yeah. And I think that can, like, just cause so many problems. I know if, like... I look at well. Luckily, I'm like the eldest in my family, yeah. so all of the cousins beneath me yeah. have that comparison. Of course, and, but in the same way, like I feel sorry for them because I don't want them to be, be compared to me. They're all yeah. they're all different. They're all their own person, and yeah. they all have their strengths and whatever, right? And, the, yeah. and they're going to be great when they grow up and stuff. And in the same way, I think if you're be if you're that person who is looked up to as the yeah. role model, you've got this pressure on you that you never asked for, yeah, and you never wanted because yeah. like in my example i'm i'm not perfect in any way of and i've course. done things wrong and things like that so it comes from both sides do you know what i mean yeah. and i think that's that's like a poor part on the asian parent side yeah. in my opinion um but it's i see it slowly getting better now but especially when i was younger like yeah everyone was getting the finger-pointed to your compared it's such a a bad thing it's
1: like oh so-and-so's son's a doctor yeah um you know he could be out there doing drugs drinking and doing all the things that are negative in the DC community (laughs) but he's a doctor right so So he's he's, good it doesn't count yeah literally um you know even with me a lot of my family members are like well you know she's doing law like she's a lawyer be like her right you're
0: the role model yeah i'm the role model
1: but it's like you don't realize how
0: all the stuff you've dealt with yeah and how
1: i've struggled and you know putting your children in that category of you should be like them is such, toxic. it has such a awful, it's literally such I a hate toxic. that word,
0: but it is. No, but it is very it is, toxic
1: yeah. because you're comparing your child to someone who you don't even know the full story yeah. about. You're
0: taking like one aspect of their life yeah. and then saying that you should have like, share all their, like life attributes. circumstances, yeah. It's, of course, it work each like that. child
1: is different, and yeah. each person is different, yeah. you know. And I think a lot of desi parents actually compare their children to themselves. They'll be like, "Well, I used to be out on the field at three o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> yeah. I used to milk the cows, and then I used to help my it's parents, like bro, and then I used to go and do and die until five, and after work I'd come <laughs> home and I'd do this and I'd do that, but." just because you're a hard worker doesn't mean, and I no. struggled with the mental health things mm-hmm. myself and I didn't talk to anyone about it, like, that's, that shouldn't be glamorised. No,
0: no. You know? Y- you know what, that's that's a big point. Like, say that again. <laughs> you're right, because it's it's seen as, like, a good thing to take on all of this, like, workload and pre- pressure yeah. and stress. Mm-hmm. And it's not. And I feel like um, this this is, like, quite a big thing in the Asian community is, like, it's it's seen as a good thing to have all that pressure and stuff on you, like to be the hardest worker in the room. Yeah. It's not a good thing. It's not a good because thing. Because what that does is it teaches people like the younger generation that like it 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 shows them that it's a bad thing to have like off days or rest days yes. and and you should always oh, it's like this whole thing of like constantly being productive all the time. Yeah. No one can be productive twenty four seven. You
1: need time off. Yeah,
0: you need time off and like I don't know, like you can look at like look at the science of it. Literally, if you're if you're just Putting in more hours doesn't mean you're going to be smarter or get better results. Mm-hmm. I think it's more about do, like, three hours of work, right, in the context mm-hmm. of, like, studying or revision, right? Mm-hmm. Doing, like, a three- or four-hour study session is, but focused is way better than being in the library for 12 hours. Definitely. But but look, you will be compared to the cousin who is in, in the, the library, library for all the 18 time. hours a day.
1: Yeah, yeah. Little do you know, Uncle, your daughter doing, is not at the library. Yeah, she's your doing daughter- shisha with some guy. <laughs> she's gone to Bradford and she's gone to <laughs> Posh's to go and smoke shisha. <laughs> but this is the thing, though, is, you know, your mental health comes first. Yeah. Right. So this whole ideology of, oh, you know, working 24-7 and having nice things. If your mental health is at the... W- you're going to push yourself to a point where you're not going to be able to cope.
0: You're going to burn out bad. Completely. And I I can relate to that. I've felt that before. Yeah. And luckily, I've not ever felt it since because yeah. I was just... I thought it was like... I, th- I thought it was like an achievement. Do you know what I mean? To To say, I've just come back and done like... full day of work and now I'm going to do my uni work and then after that I'm going to be doing reading this and doing that and in in my head like I thought like everyone like in the in my family and community would be like this guy's yeah he's he's, got his stuff together like he knows what he's doing he's like super hard working but that lasted for however long it lasted right Mm -hmm. two weeks a month I'm not sure I can't remember after that I just crashed so the person and and this is this is why I keep going back to like the rest days being important because if you can be more consistent and just Definitely. spread out your workload and, and enjoy yourself, enjoy yeah. the pro- process, Definitely. over the long run, mm-hmm. over the years and over the decades, you'll be so much more better than the person who just pushes it and pushes it and burns out. Yeah. So keep that in mind. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's in the context of studying and work, whatever context it's in, pace yeah. yourself and be consistent yeah. and Put your mental health first. Yeah, and the the long term rewards will be so much better.
1: Definitely, like even for myself. So this year, when I obviously started doing my work experience yeah. at the firm and obviously uni as well, I was actually working five days a week, and I was doing a
0: full time uni degree. Uh,
1: yeah, so full time work and full time uni, and I did that for a while. But then I realised, you know what, Neha? Mm. Like, you actually don't have that that mental time for yourself. Listen,
0: no one does. Literally no one does. So
1: I I, I acknowledged it and I knew I'm not going to be able to work to my full potential yeah, yeah, if I don't cut down my days. Mm. So I, you know, did part-time work then after a couple of months and, you know, I did full-time uni, which again, that in itself is a massive achievement as well because uni is meant to be full-time. It does require, you know, a lot of... Uh, a lot of effort. Man.
0: Yeah, and a lot, a lot of, of time.
1: Yeah, so... um you know, cutting that down was great. And even around my exam time, I, I spoke to my boss and I said, look, you know what, I need this time off because I need to focus on uni. And now I finished uni, I'm there full time again, yeah. which well is great. Well done on finishing, by the way. You what, sorry?
0: Well done on finishing. Yeah, I know. I I feel like, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're recording this after we both finished. So yeah, congrats. Yeah. But you're right. It's good that you had that chat and you had an understanding boss. But it, yeah, it goes back to you being like self-aware. You realised that yeah. look, this is not manageable. Mm-hmm. So you said, let me take some time off from work not even off, you just did part-time, yeah. I would have said, if, if it was me and you yeah. asked me, I would have said, like, stop work for a bit, but mm-hmm. knowing you, you're obviously going to still push yourself, Yeah. Um, but you knew your limits, and I think yeah. that's what's important.
1: Yes, it's knowing your own boundaries and your own limits, and mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, it can take a bit of time to figure that out, yeah. and that's okay, because I've struggled with my own mental health prior to, you know, uni and stuff, yeah. like, I kind of know what isn't isn't okay for me, yeah. and where I feel like something isn't okay, I'll... I'll just have to take a step back, unfortunately, because yeah. my mental health does come first. I worked in retail and I have to mention this. Where did you work? I worked in TK Marks.
0: Uh, that's, that seems like one of the better shops to work in, is it not?
1: Well, um, let's get into it then. Let's, let's get into it. So, uh, you know, as we've discussed earlier that I struggled with my mental health in first year of uni after yeah. the first six months. Right. Um, I was working at TK Marks on the weekends and I was really struggling. Like, mm. honestly, it was awful um and I and I spoke to my boss about it I said look I am severely struggling and I am still working and I'm just wondering if I can just do my contracted hours yeah and she would still put me on for extra shifts knowing knowing that I was struggling and I had I remember I was I was crying in her office really like I'd finished from uni I'd gone and done a shift and I'd I had to go and speak to her about it and she basically just said to me that unfortunately this is part of life and you've just got to kind of get on with it she basically right? just
0: said deal with it yeah which is but what
1: i was asking was my own legal right to only work my contracted hours yeah. that had been decided when i started work which you
0: signed to which yeah. i
1: signed and everything but it was that pressure mm. so like although people can sit there and say oh yeah well you're only contract to do that much you don't need to do any more than that but it's the way the environment was and how she made me feel. I it was you. extremely toxic. So I kind of like looked at the situation and realized, you know what, this is not the right environment for me. So I, I just left. You removed yourself I removed it? myself, but I was fortunate enough that because my parents support me financially- yeah, You were able to do I that. was able to do yeah. that, right? But if I couldn't financially support myself, you know, salute to those people. That it's are a harsh reality
0: for a lot of people, isn't it? It is that harsh they, reality that they just simply have to deal with it because they've got no other solution. They yeah. have to. They have to stick to that. To that work because they need to pay the bills. Yeah. And it's so. It's such a hard thing for people to to do. But how
1: crazy is that, though? That these weren't even Desi people that I was working with. You know, these are people who have been brought up in the UK, who are, you know, educated to an extent on mental health. And the values
0: are different. Definitely. And when I
1: spoke to them about it, I was basically just told that, okay, we know that you're struggling, but get on with it don't ever do not ever let anyone tell <laughs> no, you no. you're struggling get on with it because you know what that is not a way to live no. your life you're gonna suffer later on so do you know what if i could go back to that situation <laughs> i would have just said you know what do one want stuff yeah. your job but i don't care yeah. which i did do eventually but,
0: but you would have done it sooner but
1: i would have done it a lot sooner
0: i think all that says is that obviously we're discussing this from like an asian community perspective but it just shows it's like a it's literally a global thing everyone has this everyone has the same attitude towards mental health and um i feel like it does need to change so like yeah we've given a couple of solutions one being like talking about it opening up yeah um but have you got any other maybe solutions and stuff that maybe you could help people with i think
1: the first one for me is like we discussed accepting that you are struggling and being open to seeking help because if you don't if you don't give yourself that credit of, okay, you know what, like I'm working hard, but I'm struggling, you're not going to be able to go out there and ask for help anyways. Of course. But yeah, like you said, I would suggest, you know, talking to family, talking to friends about it. And if you feel like you can't talk to them, please see a doctor. Yeah. Please go and see a doctor because they will give you the, the best you know. Treatment.
0: They'll, they'll, they're out to look after you. And yeah. they'll do what's best for you. Yeah. So.
1: And I know a lot of people will say doctors don't really help because they will offer things like counselling and medication,
0: yeah.
1: um, and a lot of people don't want to go on medication.
0: Because and it has its own disadvantages. Of don't get me wrong. There's a lot of things that can not go well with that.
1: Which is completely fine. Yeah. But I think sometimes the whole counselling and yeah. therapy thing, talking to someone who you don't know, can actually help you quite a lot. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest that also. It's,
0: it's a big thing, right? And. The lads that we I work with at the office, they've actually pushed for everyone going to to therapy. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not a regular regular thing, but just having that because one, like, it's a it's not a high stress environment I would say. But especially for the lads that run the business, yeah. I know it's high stress for them. Yeah, they're very very young and running something quite a big scale. Yeah. So for them, I think it's really important that they go talk to someone about it. Yeah. Um. But two, it's like we're all we're all guys here it's a male dominated office space, yeah. and we all get along like we're all like brothers, but there can be issues with that. Do you know it can get heated at times yeah, so of course. having that um person like a therapist to speak to mm-hmm. it's really good and I'm so proud that they've actually
1: pushed Definitely. for that and I love that I think that's amazing um but even with yourself, Nathan, like do you feel like you when you speak to someone, so for example, when you've come to me with certain things, yeah. do you feel like it's helped or do you feel like, you know, you've got it off your chest and you've been able to help yourself find a solution? Yeah.
0: Well, the only thing I'm, the first thing I'm really happy with is that I don't feel like I'm burdening like you or anything. Of course. So yeah. that's a good thing, but obviously you made that, you made that clear. Yeah, I made that very clear. But yeah, just like when you have that relationship with someone, like a close friendship, mm-hmm. I already feel like, okay, number one, I'm, I'm not burdening them so I can yeah. kind of speak to you about anything. Yeah um but yeah i do feel like a lot better that i've got it off my chest and i think that the type of person you are is like a very similar mindset to me like logical and rational mm-hmm. and you're always like trying to give a solution to the problem mm-hmm. and that's what i try to do um but not but you haven't done that normally when i've talked to you you just listened but that I appreciate yeah. because the solutions and problems, I do that myself in my head. Yeah. But the listening, you can't listen to yourself. No. So that's because, what's been good.
1: And that's the thing though, because when you actually go and talk to someone, you're not looking for an answer sometimes no. because... I'm, I'm unfa- definitely not. Because unfortunately, sometimes what I might suggest to you might not necessarily be suitable for you right yeah. but listening to you and just saying okay how, why don't you think about this Nathan or why don't you look at it from this perspective yeah, you're just kind of like
0: guiding me or yeah making me have a different perspective on things but yeah. that helps so so much yeah and yeah I feel like like I've said before my mom and dad and my family are so kind and caring but in the same way you said you had like that kind of family meetings and stuff mm-hmm. that's not a thing we do mm-hmm. and I've been so blessed me and my brother and stuff to not really deal with like really negative mental health problems yeah. throughout my whole life really I've been yeah. so happy so glad with that yeah but yeah I guess like with all the things I'm doing now I can put myself under a lot of pressure and stress mm-hmm. p- like you know f- coming from myself yeah so it's nice to have that I-, I think I'm I'm having to deal with that stuff a bit more nowadays yeah. when I was younger I didn't really have any of that pressure and stress but yeah I feel like now I am and I've got at least a support network there. I can talk Definitely. to you and I can talk to a couple of other friends mm-hmm. and it actually helps it's mad how it, much it does helps. help it's and it, do you
1: know what it's mad because a lot of people don't like to admit that it helps, yeah, but it does like it's, do
0: you know what it's like a f- it's kind of like I don't know how to describe it yet, yeah, but it kind of feels like almost a physical thing when yeah. people always talk about like, weight being lifted off the shoulders, yeah, it's kind of how it was like i I do remember talking to you after I burnt out the, yeah. like the, f- the biggest one about I had it, yeah, yeah and yeah, even I was I was actually so nervous just building up to asking you to talk about it or yeah. like trying to tell you because yeah, I kinda I'm used to like not bottling things up, but I'm very much like because I've always had minor inconveniences throughout my life, I can just find a solution in my head yeah, and deal just with move it on yourself. And deal with it. But yeah. this was a bit of a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. So but yeah, once I kind of ov- overcome the first like step of okay, let me find how I can talk to Neha and mm. then I did. It actually felt like a physical like yeah. weight being lifted off my shoulders. So and I think 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone.
1: Yeah, guys, uh, get out my counselling services.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the, do you know what it is as well? I am so proud of anyone mm. who does actually contact me or, you know, say, Neha, look, can I speak to you about this? And I will always listen. Yeah. Like, there's even been people in my life who... You know, we actually have gone through a bad period of time and we're not on good terms. But if they just come to me and talk to me and say, you, Look Neha, you know, let's let's talk about this. I will always be open to having a conversation, yeah. even if you were toxic in my life at once upon a time. Like, you know, the situations I go through, Nathan, oh, and I you know, know how i how when, when you, you even mm-hmm. say it to me yourself, like, how did you deal with it like that? Because I, I would know. not have dealt with it like that. I think it's about. I need to give credit to myself at the fact that I'm very empathetic and I understand.
0: I think a lot of that comes from the fact, obviously, one, it's like your personality is who you are. But it's because you've dealt with that stuff that you can put yourself in that other person's shoes. Like, yeah, you're right. You've got you can empathize with them in a way that maybe I can't. And I feel like it's something I'm trying to get better at. And I think people think it's weird, like you literally did a psychology degree. Like, why don't you? But it's because I've... My life circumstances, I've not dealt with that. Of course. It's a bit harder for me to put myself in mm-hmm. the shoes of that person. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something I'm getting better at. But Yeah. Um, a skill that I feel like I've always been decent at is just being a decent listener. Listener, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm not as good as you at, like, you know, dealing with it but p- I think with other people.
1: And again, that does come down to personality. Yeah. I think I'm very good at adjusting to different people and different circumstances. Yeah, you're right. And I g- adapt quite well. Um. But I'm very proud of anyone who does finally p- pluck up the courage to actually so talk about things Definitely. because it, it's massive. Like, and I understand how much that can take out of people because talking to someone about your problems is hard. It's very yeah. hard. But if you've done that today, or if, well done. Yeah. And also, if you're not the person that's dealing with their mental health, but if you're the listener, mm. you know what? That takes a lot as well. Yeah. Of because course.
0: Because they put that trust in you. They've, they've confided in yeah, you.
1: And the fact that they feel comfortable enough to speak to you about mm-hmm. them things. That's
0: clearly a good sign. It's a big very sign. good
1: sign. And just be there for them. Yeah. Just, you know, try and talk to them. You're not a therapist, right? Yeah, yeah. And you might not have the solution to all of their problems, but definitely. you know what? You're just being there for them. And I think that's invaluable. That's yeah, like... And
0: even all of this, right? We're not like licensed therapists. We just talk no, about our experiences. Definitely. How we've dealt with things mm-hmm. that happen in our life. But like I said pretty much at the start of the podcast it's all relatable everyone can relate to this somehow so that's what we're doing like just talking about it and having whoever's going to listen yeah they can be like oh i've gone through this now i know maybe what i should do or what path i should be on to try and find help
1: definitely that's that's the whole point of this podcast though is to really raise awareness about topics that people are scared to talk about with taboo topics within the this community and we want to break them boundaries we want to Break, break the, the cycle yeah of certain elements of yeah, yeah. you know the things that we're going to talk about yeah but yeah
0: I f- yeah and i enjoyed the chat yeah i, I enjoyed did too. today's chat it's good it was in a way this was kind of like a therapy session i've yeah. had quite a busy week a long week um so it was nice to sort of deload yeah but thanks thanks for listening man
1: yeah thanks for the chat nathan and um, so guys please obviously give us a follow share yeah. our page um, you all know, of that stuff. All of that stuff. This is not... And me and Nathan have discussed this prior. You know, even when we were discussing the podcast in general, this is not about getting to a thousand followers. No. This is not about getting a million likes. We genuinely don't care about that. It's a bonus. It's a fantastic... Yeah. But for us, it's about raising awareness and 100%. sharing that and putting that out there. And if anyone does feel like you know they want to talk about things, they can always drop they us can a always message. Reach out. Yeah, yeah, and we'd we'd really appreciate that as well. So yeah, thank you for listening, guys.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode.